Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Our scripture for the year, Revelations chapter 3, from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shorteth, and shut it and no man openeth. I know your works, or I know thy works, the version I'm reading. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word. And has not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. We say they are Jews and are not. But do lie. Behold, I will make them come or make them to come and worship before thy feet. And to know that I have loved thee. Praise the Lord. Please don't forget. That the door is opened clearly, which of course reveals the work of salvation and the purpose of God on earth through His Son Jesus Christ. He's come to give us access, it's there, it's all through the epistles. And an access that no man can deny us. And that's why the book of Hebrew we say, as it concerns the sacrifice of Calvary, come boldly. Why? Because you have access. Come boldly. He says, I know your works. That's one clear thing. So my deeds and my thoughts, uh, my motives are never hidden from God. Whether my motives are good towards you or bad towards you, they are never hidden from Him. And one thing that will become like a watch, a watch for me, and of course, uh, a reminder of the fact that he called and he has assigned the fact that even before I, in the, before I implement a thing, he knew. He always knows. Before, even before I begin to think of it, he knows. He even has an idea of how I probably want to think of, about it. And in his mercy, if the way I want to think about it will not ultimately glorify him, in his mercies, he will begin to tr- suggest better ways for me. But he will never force me to choose it. So even before I begin to think of what I want to do, because, look, whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we don't like it, it doesn't matter. Our take on the matter has nothing to do with what it is. That's the way he's created the system. And the interesting, interesting thing is that you are not him and you can never be him. You can become like him when you come to terms with the fact that he is God and he is the Savior and you have come to accept what he's done. Then you begin to have his nature and to think like he thinks. Otherwise, you cannot tell him what to do. I can't. He is still the Almighty. He is still the Creator. He is the only one that has no beginning and who 
whose end can never be determined. For every other thing created, the beginning is clear and the end is certain. Every other thing, from human beings to inanimate objects. So he would try to direct my thoughts in a way that it will ultimately glorify him. Because at the end of every matter on earth is that God will be glorified. Period. That's all. That he will be glorified. And when you want to begin sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, it begins from there. Will he be glorified? Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. And so still looking at this setting from Revelation chapter 3, he said, I have set a door before you. Now what made him set a door before me? Because he knows, because he knows that I have come to terms with the fact that my strength can't do it. What he expects of me, I desire. He knows. I can't pretend about that. He sees my heart. I have a desire to do it, to satisfy him, to glorify. He knows. But at the same time, he knows that physically speaking, and emotionally speaking, my strength will always fail me. He knows. And because of what he knows, he says, you will do it over and over again. I will help you. Where people cannot cross over, yours will be a highway. I will open a door before you. In other words, come to terms with the fact that I am with you. And you will glorify me. Your life will glorify me. Is somebody getting this, this gist? See why the door is open? And of course, in many ways that we have looked at it, he has permanently opened a door and it is a permanent thing forever. And it is a gift to me. All I need to do is continue. And if you look at it properly, it says, because you have persevered, you have had many occasions to turn away from your back on my desire. You've had many occasions to turn away and leave me alone to my desire. You refuse that. I will make sure that you reign in bringing me glory. So in other words, we are seeing the God who is holy saying, I will grace your life to when people see you, the only thing they are going to say is that grace, real. This is grace. <laughs> Even angels will say, ah, oh, this is grace. Is somebody hearing me? That's where you have come to in your life. And that's why I'm here to remind you or to show you what God is doing with your life. Our scripture for the month, Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. 
Now, the Lord will help me tell you. He told me that. So he wanted to say somebody here. You don't even have the means to announce yourself. I will announce you. Because he's announcing you, I'm announcing my glory. I will announce. Hey. 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 Thank you. Said I will announce. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears. This is our scripture for the month. Shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless. I mean doubtless. Let me say it again. Shall doubtless come again. One version said return. With rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him. Let me just quickly start by saying he's saying the same thing. And then he reminded me of the message of last Sunday. Said I was saying the same thing. But see I'm not impressed with the grandiose things of this world. In fact, I bless people with them. But what impresses me is the person who I know has capacity to do, to glorify me, and is struggling, and I know he desires. So that's my focus. I will lift them up. I will ash. He says, that's where my grace flows like a fountain. They want to, but they don't have it. And they are looking up to me. They say, ah, I will surprise them. Now look at this scripture here. Hallelujah. I was trying to prepare for today, and I just came across one sentence summary of Spurgeon on the matter. It says the first two verses is a narrative. You see, when the Lord turns again your captivity, <sighs> see, when He turned again our captivity, we were like them that dream. It didn't, we didn't even know it was real. We had to be pinching ourselves. Say, Am I sleeping? Or is it true? Because by the world standard, um, from the definition of the experts, this is not possible. But God did it anyhow. There is an anyhow miracle happening tonight. In the name of Jesus. 
No, I'm not joking now. I'm not joking. Except I'm not hearing from him. But I know I'm hearing. There's an anyhow miracle. In the name of Jesus. Miracles that will defy experts. Experts knowledge. Experts contribution. Experts comments. Ex- uh, researchers conclusions. Miracles that will defy. Miracles that will make you wonder. Is it real? And God knows I'm not trying to talk you happy. I always pray to God to deliver me from that. But I can't talk you sad either. I will talk you into joyfulness. I will talk you into gladness of the spirit. I will talk you to rejoicing in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. So that's the narrative. And what's the narrative? God did it. What, no, what had never happened in the history of man since the world started, what we never knew could happen, God did it. So then our mouth was filled with laughter. Somebody has entered his laughter space. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The very thing over which we have wept and wept and wept and wailed. It's time to laugh. In the name of Jesus, it's time to laugh. And we believe. That's why we proclaim. That's why we declare. We believe the word of God. And God knows that, hey, I want to say it again. It's this, this will glorify him. That's why he allows it. I'll tell you where it ties with that scripture for the year very soon. It says, this still in the narrative, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was sing. Have you ever seen where they were sorrowful and mournful and they are dancing and enjoying and laughing and cracking jokes? Mournful? No, 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 no. no. If you ever see jokes and laughter, something has just changed. They have just forgotten that they are moral, they are mourning. People don't, uh, you don't celebrate sorrow. It's never done. But when captivity is turned around, there will be a feast. It's somebody's feasting period. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. It's a narrative here. Our tongue was, there was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with then said they among the heathen see it would be okay if the testimony, the testimony was given among the believers and was out yeah! but when the unbelievers begin to wonder begin to rejoice with you when suddenly you are becoming a celebrity even among the heathen on account of what your God has done. So then they began to say among the heathen, the Lord has done great. When they did, they said the Lord has done something good. 
their God has done a great thing for them. This is a year from door. A door that no devil can shut, no man can shut, no one can shut. In the name of Jesus. Then verse 3, verse 3 says, it's a song. We are acknowledging what the Lord has done and we are singing. It's like, hey, Saul has killed his 1,000. David is 10,000. Why? Because Goliath is dead. The one that held us captive, he is now dead. In fact, we, have, we are now holding him and his country captive. I mean, what used to bind us is now under our control. And they were singing to the glory of God. The Lord, see, 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 then said among them, they are hidden. God has done great things for them. The Lord indeed has done a great thing for Tyro. And that's why you see him dance as if you are not even around. He will dance like you are not even. It wouldn't matter to him whether you are looking or not looking, whether you are commenting or not commenting, whether you are criticizing or not criticizing, whether you are, whether you are laughing or not. It doesn't matter. He has a one man audience that he's trying to please. Or rather, a one being audience. God. And when you are pleasing that one God, the whole of humanity and even the Gentiles, <laughs> they will oscillate at the same frequency. So that verse 3 is a song. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Verse 4 is a prayer. Turn again our captivity, O Lord. Usually you, we, one wonders. I used to wonder. I say, it's turned again. It's turned, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like that. What captivity are you turning again? But it's very, very clear. This was when the captivity, I mean, captivity, the Babylon captivity, that went into the Syrian captivity, whatever. But, but you see, when they were released, it was like, mm-mm. But when they got there, it wasn't like it used to be before they left. So they needed grace. And I began to wonder. I said, what is this? Help me, Lord. I, I didn't do my research thoroughly, but the Holy Ghost is good enough. But please, research. Do you know that that was why he raised Cyrus? That was why the double gate will ever be open. Hello? That was why the crooked shall be made straight. That's why the armor of kings will be losing. Because there's something, an object of his glory. And this was something that he has already pr- prophesied. Because we learned in the book of Daniel that you had to begin to, when you remember from the book of Jeremiah, if I'm not mistaken, that 70 years, he said that I set myself to pray. And what prayer to pray for Israel? And so it was believed that it was the return, the captivity that was turned around that this was in about, which is true. But you see, it would be a mistake of a lifetime to think it's exclusively for that. That's the reason. But it's never exclusively for that. Because you can begin to decide to trace captivity all over the place. You, see, you hear Jesus to refer to captivity as it were. Captivity here was a physical thing. Israel was in captivity. But when Jesus would say, say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for what he has allotted me to what? Come on, to preach the gospel to the poor. To... So, sorry? To set at liberty, them that are what? Captives. So you discover that the captivity there is not physical. It's still bondage, physical bondage, spiritual bondage. 
And I can show you many other areas in the Bible that emotional bondage. And you can see it all through. But that's not what we are talking about. Sometimes during the month, we'll be able to analyze properly because of my time. So now they have been turned around. There's joy. There's celebration. You can imagine what was happening when that when that day Cyrus gave the order. They were all marching away. Unlike the one of Pharaoh that he went after them, they marched away. But when they got there, building the wall. What about Sambalat, Tobit, and Gehen? Gehen. You can go on and on and see even where the temple was not there and everything was there. And some people battled to build the wall. Some came to battle to build the temple. And oh no, turn again at captivity. So it's a prayer. But the last two verses is not a prayer. It's a promise. The last two verses is saying clearly, describing clearly the nature of God's kingdom. If we're going to reduce it to human knowledge or academic knowledge or everyday living principles. The last two verses is spelling out the principles of the kingdom of God. And principles are such things that if you do what you find in the principle, you get what the principle says you're going to get. It's simple. It's a principle of life. It's a principle of living. And what's the principle? If you sow, you get. That's the principle on which the kingdom of God is built. Anybody can argue all they want. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change the fact that it's the truth. Hello? That's the principle. So you know reaping. Jesus would like to describe or rather explain to us what the kingdom of God is like. Whether you are looking at it in any of this lovely gospel, you find the same thing repeated all over and all over. It's like a man that took a little seed and planted. It could have used any other thing to describe it or to explain it. It is sowing and reaping. That's the principle of the kingdom. In many of the parables, what about the parable of, this, uh, of the wheat and the tars? Sowing and reaping. You didn't sow tars. How come there are tars there? Say, leave it. This is the work of the enemy. Let them grow together. At the end, one will be caught and put into the band, the other will put into the fire. Just leave them. What about the kingdom of God? Like a seed a man planted and went to sleep. What about the kingdom of God? A man scattered seeds on the ground. Some fell off, some fell, some fell. You know, always. It's the principle of the kingdom. And Paul will make it clear to us that please do not deceive yourselves. It will amount to self-deceit, delusion. For a man to think you can sow a seed and not repeat. Say, so do not deceive yourself. God is not mocked. It will amount to a mockery of God. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. And every religion of the world has borrowed it from the Bible. Some call it the law of karma. They have different names, they call it. And some we are now, and we explain it in the opposite direction. And of course, you find it everywhere in Jesus' teaching, apart from defining the kingdom, it's in everywhere in his teaching. Come on, why are you worrying yourself so much? Can't you see the raven of the air? They neither sow nor reap. You find it in his, in his teachings all through. Hello? Glory be to God in the highest. So I'm just talking to you in because that's what this month is all about. Now, listen to me. 
I'm not trying to talk you to bring your money. No. That will be listical so. Listen to the principle. Because the reason is we are in a year of unusual harvest. You say, what do you mean? That's where I'm going. You are, you are in a year where the door is open before you. Amen. The door that men are struggling to see. Amen. The door you are going to be walking through and be asking you how. Amen. I'm not joking now. In the name of Jesus, I'm not joking. Amen. And that's why, just follow me. To let you know that this is just the way God does his stuff. Remember Jesus again was teaching... Jesus again was teaching. He said, ask and you receive. Come on. I think that's Matthew 7. Verse 7. Seek you, find knock, it shall be open to you. He says, for everyone who asks, does what? Come on. Can you see you sowing and reaping there? If you don't ask. For everyone who seeks. For everyone who knocks. Come on. Say, or oh, which one of you? When your son asks this, you give something wicked. How much more your heavenly father? How much more will he not readily give to those who ask? One version says, give the Holy Ghost to those who ask. Or give good things to those who ask. Hello? Then it is top there. It says, therefore, Matthew chapter 7, whatever you want men to do to you, <laughs> You want good things? And you want bad things for people? Can't you see what you are expecting back? Can't you see what you are going to get back? He says, you are meant to a God being mocked. I want my children to live. I want yours to die. Can you imagine? You want other people's children to die? You want yours to live? All your children will die. Straight! Otherwise, you are meant to a mockery of God. Can you see how secured you are in Christ Jesus? But you see, we need to understand these things, otherwise we'll be hitting our heads against the wall. Some doors are open, they cannot be shut. And some are shut, they can never be opened. It depends on what you want to understand out of his word. But his kingdom is built on knowledge. The knowledge of his word. And that's why Paul would say, I pray that God will grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Praise the Lord. If the kingdom of God is seed, that means that anything can be sown. Your life can be sown. As a matter of fact, from, God, as, from God's perspective, your life is a seed sown on earth. That's why your life is here to accomplish something for the kingdom. Jesus is part of our seed. Check Romans, check Galatians. God planted his own seed, the seed of his son on earth. What did he reap? Look at all these sons in, just this evening in the fountain. Just this evening in the fountain. You can imagine in the Lukaju. Or the mainland, or the entire Lagos, or Lagos State, or Nigeria, or West Africa, or Africa, or the entire world, from one seed. Jesus himself said, a wheat of corn will remain alone, singular, except it drops to the ground and dies, and then it will produce multiple. And he was referring to himself. 
His assignment on earth. He will die to produce all of us. Sowing and reaping. So my attitude is a seed. In most cases, yes. My thoughts are seeds. My words, of course, words are seeds. Come on. In the, in the parable in Mark 4, in, in Matthew 13, words are seeds. You don't want it? Stop sowing it by speaking it. True. It doesn't matter how many thousands are speaking the negative concerning your life. You speak what God says concerning your life. Let's see what seed will grow. Don't let the environment that is making people say things controlled by the God of the air, the prince of this world, Satan, ruling the system. They, he gets everybody saying same thing. Don't say what they are saying. Say what God is saying about you. Show the right seed. Hear this. Uh, in Hosea 10, 12, so for says what? Can you see that you can sow righteousness? I'm not talking God now. I can sow righteousness. So for yourself righteousness. What will you reap when you sow righteousness? What you tell? Is that, is that my, am I the one preaching here? That's the word of God. So how do you explain glory be to God in the highest? I say glory be to God in the highest. Hosea 8-7. They sow what? Whoa. And what did they reap? Because you always multiply what you sow in reaping. So man can sow righteousness. Man can sow wind. You will never sow wind. In the name of Jesus. When advertently your efforts and everything you are doing is wind, we curse it tonight in the name of Jesus. They say this. They sow wind and they reap one wind. The stock had no bird. Say, shall never produce meal. That means that they labor, but they will never get out of it. Can you see? And that's judgment. Can you see everything about the kingdom? Is just, this is the Old Testament. Job 4 8. Even as I have seen, those who plow what? And sow trouble. What do they reap? All they plow. Those in the synagogue of Satan that pretend that they are covenant and they are not covenant said they will reap the same. That's why they will be brought back. And that will be the mercy of God. Even to, for them to worship is the mercy of God. That means that they are repentance, but they wash part of it. Otherwise, they will reap iniquity and they will reap trouble. Proverbs 22 8. He who sows iniquity will reap what? So man has the capacity to sow iniquity. Man has the capacity to apply iniquity and sow what? Trouble. Man has the capacity to seek and see, but the same man has the capacity to sow righteousness. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. And don't forget Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, it will amount to a mockery of God. If man is sowing this and thinks he will reap this. But God will not be mocked. Now, having said that, hello, can we go back to more positive things? But that's just true that we can sow anything. I can sow a smile. 
and I will reap smiles. In fact, I will sow a beautiful smile. I will reap more beautiful smiles from many, many more people. It's just the way it is. I will sow goodwill towards one person, how bit obscured, and I will reap favor from, from higher lofty men and women. It's just the way it is. Seeds, no matter how small, we produce in the kingdom. No matter how small. Seeds planted in the corner of my room will be reaped on the top of the mountain. Somebody shall mercy. Again, mercy, Lord. So, mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. But do you know that that's the same method God uses to achieve, like I said, of Jesus Christ? Let's leave Jesus. Let's talk about you. What's here 2, 23? I want to see this. Then I will show her. Now he's talking about a whole nation of Israel. I will show her for who? Where will I show her? <laughs> he has some fountain on the earth. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> And I will do what? Have mercy on her. Who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who are not my people, you are my... When God plants you, you are planted. You'll be fruitful. Hundredfolds. In the name of Jesus. Do you know what God calls the righteous? Jesus, in the prophecy of Jesus... He says, he gave me beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that I might become what? A tree of rye. Come on. The plant, what? The planting of man? No. Of God. Why? That he might be what? That's the ultimate goal. Your life will glorify God. Let me say it again in the name of Jesus. I say your life will glorify God. Our lives will glorify God. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. 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 Hey! Glory be to God in the highest! I want to ask a question at this point. Have you found yourself in a place where... You want to do it. You know that God will be delighted in this. Or this will be a blessing to your family. Or a blessing to your spouse. A blessing to a people. A blessing to your colleagues. A bless- oh no, this will glorify God. And you want to, but it's difficult. Have you ever found yourself in such a place? And you're so disturbed by the fact that I... I, I this is what to do. This is what I should do. How am I, how am I facing where I should go? How am I trying to do what I shouldn't do? There's so much pressure. I'm expected to do this, but I don't. I've never found myself there before. Or you want to do, but you don't have the means. You got home, you saw your child sick, and you had no, no money for hospital. And you went to the wall and you cried. 
Say, help me, God. Hey. 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 Jesus. Huh? Anybody there before? But in your heart of heart, this child must get well. This child must not die. God, help me. I need your help. I need your mercy. You feel like you are somewhere between the, the rock and the hard place. And when you go to bed, you are weeping. Say, God, help me. Hey. When you wake up, you die. Sometimes you almost wish that you didn't wake up. You almost wish that you died. And... But you say, God, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then when you wake up, you say, well, thank you, Lord. I bet. I bet. Ah. Anybody there before? When you are pressed that way and you are still moving towards doing what is right, you are swaying in tears. It's so difficult and impossible. They that sow in tears shall what? How will they reap? 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 I can't hear the joy, the joy. Any area of your life where it has taken a struggle to sow, and that's what I'm addressing right now, it has taken a struggle in your life to sow. You have struggled, but you must sow. And so you are sowing by such of struggle, you will reap in joy. It's a promise. But remember, you must sow. Uh-huh. No matter how difficult it is, sowing in righteousness, let them know that this is who you stand for. And both things are going to be funny. That's why it's going to be in tears. But you will reap. You will reap. In the name of, it's a command. This is God speaking. You will leap in joy. Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. But you must sow. He says, those who go, bearing what? You know what makes this precious? They are scarce. They are very scarce. That's why they are precious. They are going to see that no, naturally you won't sow. When you look at the situations around you, you say, no, I'm going to hold back. But you sow anyway. I missed your hurting. I missed your, 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 your wailing. I missed your tears. You say, ah, I'll still do what is right. The natural man will say, no, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to. He say, no, nah, this is what you want to do. Ah. He says, you will return. <laughs> you will return. That is the law of God. And it cannot be changed. You will return. Never mind those who are running ahead of you. They are the heroes of today. They are making it big. But you are so slow because you are watching and you are so precious. You will return. In the name of Jesus, you will return. You have entered your year of supernatural harvest. 
And that's what makes it supernatural. Things for which the world will look at you and say, Oh, dear, you are a fool. But the time is coming. They will come and tell you, We are the most foolish. You will return in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Bearing precious seeds with tears. You say, Without doubt, doubtless, you will come back. In the name of Jesus. And you know, you know, you know, you know where they are together? He said, Your strength may be small. I will open the door for you. You will find the place and the courage and the wisdom to plant your seed. No matter how insignificant. No matter how rejected. No matter how despised. You will find the place to plant your seed. And once the seed meets the soil, no devil can stop it. Your harvest is certain in the name of Jesus. You will return. You know, I was just trying to, I was thinking about it, Mama. I said, I said, God, ha. Ah. I said, haven't you observed? That is the God that gives seeds to the planter. So in other words, God has already enabled you. The world may be despising your seeds. Or the world may fail to recognize your seed. It will be a disaster if you fail to recognize God's seed in your hand. If there is one thing that you should never forget in your life, is the fact that you were not just born again to be raptured. You were born again, and between here and your rapture, there is an assignment. And to fulfill that assignment, there must be a seed. So if there's a prayer, God, let me see my seed. The seed of my assignment. What is it that it may be so small and insignificant that when I do, when I say, when I give, we, op- we, sh- we open my eyes to see the big door for the accomplishment of what God has created me for. What is it? Usually it's the way we treat people. That's why you can ask anything, you can seek anything, you can knock for anything, you will get it. But how do you treat people? Attitude. Behaviors. Wrong thought is towards people. Wrong motive is towards people. And the assignment is always towards people. Some words this year are clear. Permanently open door. Doubtlessly returning. In the name of Jesus, shall we rise? Tell your neighbor, say, I'm coming back. Say, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming back. Come on, say it again. In the name of Jesus, I'm coming back. Come on, say it again. Say, I, 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 I am returning. In the name of Jesus, I am coming back, carrying my sheep. I am coming back, rejoicing, singing, laughing, 
in the name of Jesus. The door is open. It's beyond my ability. But according to my faith in Him and His grace towards me, I am coming back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am very confident in Christ Jesus. I meant it, I am. My prayer more than anything is for every one of us to become more sensitive to His Spirit. That's my prayer. True. It's my sincere prayer. But may I rather see the monstrous nature of the problem. May I always see Jesus somewhere there. You know, I sat there and I was thinking, this message is interesting. He said, but can't you see it all over the Bible? says, Joseph, they might have sold you into slavery. But I am with you. I will not only deliver you. I will give you wisdom. I will give you favor. I will bring men around you that will promote you. Hello. And you know what I say is if Joseph was looking to daddy who loved him like his eyes, he would have failed. True false. Come on, talk to me. Daddy loved him special, made him coat. And all his brethren knew that daddy loved him more than all of them. But if he had focused on that, he would have failed in life. What if he had depended on his brothers? They hated him like death. He would have failed. So the question is, it does not matter who loves you. It does not matter who hates you. What is your seed? The way you know what your seed is, it is birthed in love. Towards those who love, towards, towards those who hate, you are going to reach them in love. <laughs> if you can't reach them in love, go back to God. Did you hear me? Go back to God to ask again. But see what they are doing. If you can't reach them in love, go back to God. Like would have said three things in life is most important. Holy Spirit in your life. Number two, your assignment, what you are here to do. Number three, the seed you need to plant to activate your assignment. That's all. You say, okay, what about my nature? Uh uh-uh. uh. You're in the place of your assignment. Can I be frank with you? You'll be the richest that can be in that assignment. You'll be the most comfortable that can be in that assignment. If God is your focus. I'm not, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Mashallah. <laughs> Amen. Uh huh. You are coming back. In the name of Jesus. It's time for the world to know that we are serving the living God. <laughs> this is your year. In the name of Jesus. This year. 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 This year.
this year the door is open for me tell as many people as you can open for me this year open for me this year open for me this year the door is open no man can shut it in the name of jesus keep on telling people keep on telling people don't keep quiet open for me open for me keep on telling people all over the place in the name of jesus jesus has opened the door no man can shut it no man can shut it the door is open open in the name of jesus open in the name of jesus the door is open open keep on telling people don't keep quiet my doors are open the doors are open in the name of jesus jesus has opened the doors no man can shut it no devil can shut it in the name of jesus the door is open opened 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 in the name of jesus the door is open in the name of jesus opened 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 Open! 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 In the name of Jesus! Open! Open! The door is open. In the name of Jesus. Open! 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 In the name of Jesus, open! Keep on telling people. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoji, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.